Hey everybody, welcome back to Live for Sports. My name's Nathan. Um, it's been a weird week. I've been kind of like, I know what I want to talk about, and yet I've been waiting on it. I don't know, I've just been busy, and like, I was also kind of waiting for the finals matchup in the Stanley Cup final matchup, and like when that would take place to record this. So, Game one is tonight, so that's why I'm recording this now. Um, but yeah, that's not even going to be the main focus of this episode. So, I figured that I'll do, I'll get to Stan- my Stanley Cup Finals preview, along with my pick, whatnot, X-Factors, blah, blah, blah. I'll end off with some NBA Finals talk, because Warriors are up 3-2 on the Celtics right now, and that could be over as, by tomorrow. Um... But I'm going to wait till after the intro to tell you what my main topic is. Because I'm... I don't know. I, I think based on previous episodes, it seems really liked the idea. So I'm going to go do it again because I, I like it. So let's just get into it. Simmons, is this the dagger? Oh! scores! And Vladdy drills it to left field. Wilson is chased, throws it up for grabs. Okay, so my main topic for this episode, I'm going to do my top 10 MLB players. Now, I think what I'm going to do, start doing when I record these podcasts is by the start of each year, each league season, I'm going to start with, I'm going to rank my top 10 players. That will be my annual thing, right? I've done the, you've seen me do the NBA ones with Bryson Adam originally, and then it was Bryson Ming last was the last episode? Yeah, might have been. Um, we re-rank those. I'm going to hold off on re-ranking it again until the season starts. Um, I'm going to hold off on my NHL one until probably October once the, new, once the new season starts. And you can probably expect my top 10 NFL players coming sometime in August, I would think. Just before the season comes up. Now, the MLB is already into full swing in their season, right? They're in June, right? Two months in. So I'm going to start it now because I missed out and I wasn't sold on the idea then, but now I am because it seems like the top 10 NBA player videos were like, or the podcast, sorry, they were really liked, I think. So I'm going to do it again. I'll go MLB though. It's not like it's position players. It's just pitchers are included, right? Anybody on the list. So number 10, I'm putting Vlad here. Vlad Guerrero, my fa- not my favorite player, my second favorite player on the Jays. Um, he could honestly even be off this list. I'm, f- I'd even want to say some honorable mentions too. Um, like Jose Ramirez comes to mind, Trey Turner, Max Scherzer. Those are just a few that come to mind as my honorable mentions. And honestly, even Paul Goldschmidt, the way he's playing, he could be top ten this year. Um, but I have Vlad here. I'm okay with leaving him off if I were to put Jose Ramirez on here because Jose Ramirez is having a hell of a year. But I'm going to put Vlad on here. Um, he, he hasn't been that good this year, right? Obviously, 
he's not putting up the level production that he did last year when he sh- probably should have won an MVP if there wasn't a guy named Shohei Otani doing ridiculous things that no one's ever seen in the sport. Um, and because of his slow start, and then I just like the guys ahead of him a lot, not a lot more, just more right now. Um, so he's coming in at number 10. And But seriously, when this guy's hot, he's probably the most dangerous hitter in baseball. I don't think that's really a hot take because he is going to hit for power. He just rips balls. Either It's either going to be home runs, like hard, really hard hit home runs. Like probably He's probably the second hardest hitter in terms of uh, balls batted per miles per hour. I think that's the stat it's called. Um, probably behind Giancarlo Stanton because Giancarlo Stanton just nukes the ball. It's, it's, it's actually crazy. He, I think... He's hit like a, a ball 115 miles per hour or more 15 times this year. I don't think anybody more else has three. It's crazy. Um, so Vlad, he's got the power. He's got the contact too. Like he still hits for average when he can. Um, the thing with Vlad is his weight has always kind of been a concern because he's always never been that great of shape. Last year, I think he came into shape was really good because of it. This year, I think they tried to keep him in shape over the offseason. I think it's not worked out as well compared to last year. I I feel like he's still a little bit out of shape, but his defense has even improved significantly, in my opinion, from his first year, or at first base, Um, because he was, when he came into the league, he was third baseman, and he was not good over there. Um, everyone, everyone knew in their organization he was not going to last at third base. So 2020, they flipped over to first base. Still wasn't very good. And that was expected, being a first-year first baseman. Then last year, you started to see his improvements. And then this year, he's, he looked even better over there. And honestly, I don't know if it's that far-fetched to say he could win a gold glove down the line if he continues his defense improvement, which I think he will, because once he gets more comfortable in the position, in the position down the years, he'll he'll be fine. Uh, so number nine on my list, I have Ronald Acuna Jr. now. And honestly, if not for his ACL tear last year, he might be higher. Um, he's still, you could say he's probably maybe fully healthy now. Maybe not. Maybe like 95% he's playing on. But he's batting like, at the time I writ, writ up this podcast, he was batting 319 with 11 stolen bases. And honestly, he could be on his way to a 30, 30 season for off an ACL tear, which would be Absolutely crazy if you ask me. I don't know how you do that coming off an ACL tear. Um, Braves have been cautious with his return, which I think is the right idea. He's your superstar franchise player. You don't want him getting hurt again. Um, but yeah. Number eight on my list, I have Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom probably should come in higher on my list. It's just the injuries are killing him right now. When healthy, he's without a doubt the best pitcher in baseball. Only issue is his health right he's currently has a shoulder injury he's not expected to make his season debut until after the all-star break and baseball fans probably should be praying that he's healthy because when he is he's a Cy Young finalist yeah you probably don't want to face him right but like you want to see greatness and I think DeGrom is greatness if you ask me uh number seven I have Mookie Betts um Last year was a very, very rough year for Betts. He was injury he was injured a lot. Numbers were down. But like now he's back to his MVP type ways where he won in Boston. 
he's one of the toughest outs in baseball if he's on and he is and pitchers are terrified of him and don't forget he still plays elite defense in right field and for a guy of his size because he's kind of a little bit of an undersized player he's got a cannon of our arm it's ridiculous how strong his arm is uh number six i have aaron judge now this guy is winning the american league mvp right now he was not in my top 10 to be honest i don't think he cracked my top 10 by the start of the year um but the way he's been hitting the baseball this year it's absolutely absurd um yankees what are they 45 and 16 now i think i said 42 and 16 in my notes but i think it's 45 and 16 now he's producing at like a historic rate he's batting 308 this year major league lead of 22 home runs it was it might be 23 or 24 now to be honest he's on pace for like 60 home runs right now like nobody hit 60 and yet he's on pace for it he's like the yankees lineup is already terrifying for a pitcher right and he's carrying that lineup right now. And yeah, started outside my top 10, vaulted in because he's playing so elite. And like, people actually forget, I feel like, that how good of a defender he really is in right field. Because like, everyone thought, oh, he's so big, right? He's not going to be able to move in the outfield. Won't be that as good out there. Maybe should just move to DH. But like, he can move. He can play. He like and he's got a really good arm out there too, which you kind of expect from a big guy, but like him. But and I gotta say, hell, like his agent. I I wonder if it's Scott Boris or not. Um, so smart of them to decline a contract extension from the Yankees. I think it was a two hundred million dollar contract, something they offered. Judge declined it, said nope, I'll play out this last year on my deal, and then I'll get paid. And right now he's on his way to getting paid like three hundred, three fifty, four hundred million dollars, something like that. So. Hell of a job to hold out. Number five now, I have Bryce Harper. Um, MVP last year. Career best season last year. And he's still doing it this year. Um, he's batting 317 with 15 home runs, 45 RBIs. And if you want to look at maybe one of the best stats to judge how good players are, it's WRC+. plus. It's... Weighted runs created plus. So basically, it takes runs created, adjust it to account for like external factors. So, like ballparks come in. Um, I, I'm not sure what uh, ballparks is like something that helps decide it, though. It's, it's a really good stat. It's probably my favorite stat to look at in terms of how good players are. Um, so 100 is the league average. Harper was 170 last year, so he was 70% above the league average, which is crazy, right? Judge, I think, is at like 195 this year, WRC+, plus, so he's 95% above the league average, also crazy. Probably, Definitely my favorite stat to use in baseball. It's one of the best advanced stats. His WRC, Harper's WRC+, plus right now, is 174, so he's 4% better at than what he was last year. So that's how good of a season he's having right now. He's tied for six this year. It's still early. I think I expect the numbers to drop from some people, but if he keeps it up, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not even a big Bryce Harper fan, to be honest. I, I just don't like his attitude or whatever, right? But he's, like, I can't deny how good he's been these past two seasons. He's been great, even though he doesn't put up, like, all the big RBI numbers, the big run totals. I don't think he really did that last year. He just kind of 
was really good everywhere else, though. At number four, I'm going to put Fernando Tatis Jr. here. Um, Hasn't played this year. Got a broken wrist. But, like, when he's healthy, he's the best middle infielder in the game, I think. And or I didn't think he's working his way to be a face of the league if he hasn't been already. Even he, he missed 32 games last year, and he still managed to hit 42 bombs. And swipe 25 bases. And so, like, if you get a fully, and he, I don't think he's ever really been fully healthy in a year, if you get a fully healthy season of him, you could seriously say, like, he's going to get 50 home runs, 35 stolen bases. I wouldn't be surprised if that would happen. Like, he's he's that good. And he's, the only knock on him is his defense. He did have 21 errors at shortstop last year. And there have been talks of a position move for him. Which I would honestly say I'm fine with, right? If it's a move to the outfield. Um, but other than that, he's, I think, maybe the most electrifying player in baseball. Um, he's that good. Um, so number three, I have Juan Soto. Talked about him a couple episodes ago because trade rumors came up. He, it doesn't sound like he's getting traded, and I really wasn't expecting him to get traded. I could see it being in the offseason, but not now. And it's really a shame that he just has to play on the Nationals because his talent is being really wasted ever since they won the World Series back in 2019. He's going to hit his bombs, right? He's really good hitter, and he hits for average, maybe the best in baseball, if you ask me, and he's always on base. So he can swipe, he swipes bags when he needs to as well. But like his RBI totals are going to be down. His run totals will be down strictly because the rest of the Nationals lineup is awful. It sucks. They're rebuilding. It's not good. Um. So like I said, I don't expect to see a trade happen, but I wouldn't be opposed to the Nats looking into the idea in the offseason strictly because... If you're trading a top three player in the in baseball, you're getting like what four top prospects and a roster player or two. Like you're gonna get an insane package. So if you want to jumpstart this rebuild that you're on and like keep going with it, I think you got to look at moving your best piece and your best piece is the top three player, which would really help out the cause. But sky's the limit for Juan Soto. He really could be turned into the best player in baseball eventually, and I'm dead serious. Honestly, anyone on this list could turn into the best. Anyone on my top 10 list, I think, has the potential to be the best player in baseball. I really do. I don't think it's really going to happen, but I don't know. Number two, I have Shohei Otani. Now, I'm fine if you want to say, oh, Shohei Otani is the best player in baseball. I really am. Um, But I don't know. Otani is just at hitting. He's probably in the bottom half of the top 10. Only if he's a DH. But the fact is, he can still pitch bait too, and he's a really damn good pitcher at that. Um, so to me, a really good, a top ten batter and a very good pitcher puts you at t- top two player in the game. Um, hits bombs, throws like around hundred miles per hour when he's pitching, and to top on on all of that, he's not like he's slower at anything. He can steal bases too. Like there's almost nothing he can't do and honestly this this is like the second coming of Babe Ruth I'm not even kidding he really is it's crazy he won MVP last year 
mostly because we've never seen a season like that before, even though Vlad might have, Vlad also had an MVP winning season. Didn't win it, though, because we've never seen anything like this, and, like, yeah, like, his WRC Plus is down compared to last season. It really is. I think it was at, like, a 150 last season, and he's, he's, 122 WRC plus right now so he's 22 percent above the league average so he's down but he's still having a really good year and still in my eyes a top two player and number one I have his Angels teammate Mike Trout maybe the most gifted baseball player of all time well you could argue Shoei if you want to with the pitching and stuff should go down as one of the all-time greats if not the greatest the way his career is going. All he's really missing is the World Series titles. And I pray to God that the Angels can give him give him that. Even, like, because they have the two best players in baseball, in my eyes. And you can't even make the playoffs. What the fuck? <laughs> he's He's been there all, his entire career, and they've made the playoffs once, and they got swept in the Divisional Series in three games. To be fair, they lost to Kansas City, who I think went on to lose the World Series that year. But still, three-time MVP, and I honestly think he's going to get to at least five the way he's still playing, and he could even do that this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he keep if he gets out of this slump that he's been in recently, and then Judge would have to slow down a little bit, which I could still very well see, but I think Judge is probably going to win the MVP, and Trout's going to come in second, if you ask me. That's just my opinion um so that does that my top 10 MLB players I'll go to Stanley Cup now um you got lightning you got the avalanche and I gotta say I am a dumbass I'm a dumbass I really am so this is my first year running this podcast right you all know and I said so, in my bracket video or episode, I said that when is it that the two favorites ever make the finals in the NHL playoffs? Never. Almost never happens, right? You don't see a matchup like this. So, that was my reasoning for picking Minnesota to play Carolina in the finals. Two kind of like sleeper, slept on teams, we'll call it. So, of course, I say that. And then, of course, the year I say that and start this and say that, Tampa and Colorado, probably the two juggernauts of the league, match up in the finals and make me look like a complete idiot. <laughs> um, so that was that was great. Really great. This has to be the best finals in recent memory, though. And I can't think of a more hyped-up finals probably since 2009, like the rematch between the Red Wings and the Penguins. Like, I, I'm so excited for the finals to start tonight. Like this, the top, te- like the top ten players in this league. Five, I think f- there's like five guys who are top ten players in this league, in this series. Maybe even six of them. Like it's that good. It's that good of hockey that's about to be played. And I'm so unbelievably excited for these finals. Now, if you look at their offense, I give the edge to Colorado. Colorado 
has the better player in McKinnon. Like that, but it's not even that. Like I give it to Colorado slightly, but Tampa can still match up really nicely to them. I give like if you match up McKinnon to Stamkos, you give the edge to McKinnon. Stamkos is like there though. It's not like it's that big of a drop off. Kucherov versus Rantanen, you probably give it to Kucherov there, but Rantanen's really close, right? And then you got Landeskog to like point or Kadri to point even, and like it, it's crazy how just how well they can match up. I give the edge to Colorado a little bit just because I like their depth a little more, but like Tampa can still match up with them very well. The defense side now, I probably give the edge to. Tampa Bay because Sammy Gerrard is not playing and you have Jack Johnson in I don't like that a lot and I think Tampa you can trust having one of like Hedman McDonough or Sergachev on the ice like at all times and you got Chernak on the right side too Bogosian right they're really good on defense so is Colorado though I just like Tampa I trust Tampa's a little bit more seeing as the experience as well goaltending hands down goes to Tampa Bay they have the best goalie in the league and do you tr- the real question is, does Colorado start Kemper or do they start Franco? I believe that's how you pronounce his name. It sounds like they're going to start Kemper, um, which I think is probably the right move. You traded a first-round pick for him in the offseason. But he's still not as good of a goalie as Vasilevsky. He's maybe the greatest playoff goalie of all time in Vasilevsky. He's working his way towards it. Especially if he wins another ring, he might already just be considered the best playoff goalie of all time. So, it's like a two-to-one edge for Tampa. I give the coaching advantage to Tampa and John Cooper over Jared Bednar. And so, I don't see this series ending. It This series is going at least six games, in my opinion. I don't see it ending before it, before in five or four. He's too, both these teams are too good for that. I'm a little worried about Colorado coming off this huge break of not playing any games because they haven't played in, I believe it's like nine or ten days now without playing a game. So I'm a little bit worried. Um, terms of Tampa, you got a couple days rest. And I really think if you ask an X factor for me in this series, it really comes down to the health of Braden Point and Nazem Kadri because... It sounds like Point's going to play tonight. So that's the advantage Tampa. I don't think Caudry's supposed to play tonight. He's day-to-day, they say. But I think whichever one is healthier in this series is going to win. I just think because those are their, both their number two centers, you could argue. Um, You could even argue Point is their number one center over Stamkos. But those are your two centers, right? You need two centers to win in the NHL. So... Whoever is healthier is going to be the X Factor and who I think is going to win. And that is why my prediction is Tampa Bay in seven games to win this. Strictly based off because I think Point is going to be healthier than Kadri when he comes back. And I'm going off like judging it. It's that close. And pers- like all- my official prediction is Tampa Bay in seven. Mostly because I want to take Vasilevsky over Kemper in a Game 7, right? And I just like Tampa Bay's experience. I do think Colorado is probably the better team, but 
but I can't bet against the back-to-back champs going against going for the three-beat. They have the experience. They have the talent. They have the better goaltending, the better coaching, right? It just, it'd be stupid of me, I think, not to pick Tampa here. I do think they could end it in six games, but I don't think it will, and if it gets to a game seven, it's going either way, right? I, I think it could go either way. You could say Colorado. I get the argument there. I get the argument for Tampa. My official is Tampa in seven, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes six or it's either or in seven, right? That's that's just me. I don't think it it's going five or four. This series is too good for that. And the NHL needs this series to go seven games. Strictly based off, they need the ratings, right? They need a really good cup final to help bring that new American audience in with the t- the TV deals with TNT and ESPN. So they need a seven-game series. Everyone needs it. And this is probably the best final, finals matchup in years, like I said. You need a seven-game series out of this. You absolutely need it. So Tampa Bay in seven. X factor is really the health of Point and Kadri. Who's healthier is going to determine who wins this series for me. And yeah, it's going to be. I hope it's high scoring, but oh no, I'll get into this too. They do have the better goaltender, Tampa Bay and Vasilevsky, right? I'm not even. I'm so sure that Colorado's group is good enough that it might not even matter. Colorado is that good where it might just not even matter that Vasilevsky's in net. They might just light him up anyways. Probably not light him up, but they... I, I, It's going to be such a good series. I cannot wait for game one tonight. I, like... Man, I cannot. <laughs> um. So then I'll wrap this up with some finals talk. It's now 3-2 Warriors in the series. The Maple Knight, the Maple Mamba, however you want to call him, Andrew Wiggins... Man's been balling, <laughs> Canadian goat, um, Canadian MJ. People want to call him. Maybe yeah, like he's been great. Curry is gonna win the Finals MVP if the Warriors win. He has earned it with this play, especially that game for four performance, dropping forty three points. For the Celtics to come back in the series, Tatum needs to have a game. If Tatum cannot have like some 30, 35 point game. This series is over in six. Golden State's winning. I'm gonna stick to my prediction in Golden State. Golden State winning in six. But for that, to, but for to go to seven, Tatum needs to go off for like 35 tomorrow night. He really does. And if he doesn't, well, good night, Boston. Right. I the def- This has been a really good series, though. I think. Um, the defense has been really good on both sides, which you, we, we kind of expected. They're the two best defensive teams in the league. You still have your superstar offensive players in Curry, Tatum, Brown, Clay Thompson, not a superstar. Neither is Brown, I would call them. But, like, they're stars, right? They're doing their parts. Even though Clay hasn't really been, he hasn't been that great. Or, I guess, early in the series, he wasn't. Um, You got to wonder, what the fuck is up with Draymond Green, though? Like... Doing so many podcasts, like, even though I'm doing one right now, like, he has not been playing good this series. I don't think it's a problem that he's doing the podcast after games, right? I I really don't care about that, right? But, like, what is going on with his play on the court? He's producing like, more fouls and points a game. Like, it's been weird. It's undream on, like, to just disappear like this. 
But yeah, Golden State is six, still my pick. I think this series gets wrapped up tomorrow. I think it'll be a close game tomorrow, but Golden State's going to finish the job on the road. Um, and uh, I think we also forget that Game 6 Clay is coming tomorrow night, so they better look out. Anyways, it's going to wrap up this episode. Probably a shorter episode, but didn't really have much I wanted to talk about this week. Um, I should just mention Bruce Cassidy to... Uh, Boston, or sorry, Bruce Cassidy to Vegas from Boston. I think that's a good fit for Vegas. They needed an experienced guy who's proven to get to the playoffs, which he has. He's made the finals or the playoffs every year that he was in Boston. Great, good hire for them. Um, I think the Dominoes are starting to fall of the coaching carousel. Oh yeah, John Tortorella. He's probably going to Philly too. So the Dominoes are falling, and we'll see everything else that unfolds but yeah that's gonna wrap up this episode if you got this far thanks for listening peace out